welcome to The Haunted Heart, sponsored by www.ispizzahalfprice.com. Hey, Katie. I'm interested in ordering a pizza tonight. Hmm. What the fuck else is new? <sighs> but I really shouldn't be spending all of that money on pizza. I, I really know. should be cooking my own food here in my own home. Who the fuck wants to do that? What's a haunted heart to do? I know what we can do. We should go to www.itspizzahalfprice.com. I feel like this joke has gone a little bit too far. We're not actually sponsored, you guys. You Shh, fucking know that. They didn't have to know that, though. Okay, but they fucking know that we're not we're not sponsored. We fucking should be as much as we use itspizzahalfprice.com. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. For all you out there, if you don't learn any motherfucking thing from this podcast, you learn that there's a website that you go to, www.ispizzahalfprice.com, and it will tell you if pizza is half price, and you apply that coupon, and it goes into your cart. And, and it takes half the price off, it baby. It takes half the price the off. The joke is for play, but the website is for real. Go to Amen. it right now on your computer. God Amen. bless. Amen. If you are a... I think Lover. it only works for DC, though. Oh, shit. We done fucked up. Whatever. Uh, uh, if you... It's only if, like, a DC sports team won. Whatever. Uh, if you are a lover of pizza, like we are, then that is the website that is the only website for you. Mm-hmm. Fuck Yeah. Yeah, Katie. it is only, I think it is only DC, but they have a fucking app now. Incredible. Oh, okay. That's awesome. For those of you who may not realize, uh, Katie and I often consume delicious pizza for the podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Sorry. I probably should have learned this before we talked about it. So it's for DC, Baltimore, Chicago, Dallas, Fort Worth, Miami, New York, and Philadelphia. And I think they're working on like Honey, it's okay. building it out to other areas. But we, I just want people to know. We are it's nationwide. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> we hey. got listeners all over the globe. Australia over there are mad because she doesn't have a is pizzahalfprice.com website. Dot AU. Either that or she's mad at us. Because <laughs> we're <laughs> in Yeah. Yeah. So I did the thing that you told me not to do. I know you fucking did. I knew that you were going to do that shit, and I tried to save you, and I tried to tell you, but you you didn't fucking listen I, to me. I, I did the thing. How was it? Um. Some of you may not know that a couple episodes back, I shared my very harrowing experience of watching Jurassic World, and I felt that it was unjustified torture, and that the movie did not make up for, in redemptive quality, what trauma it caused. And I shared those thoughts and feelings on the air with all of you as my witness. And then Kenny chose to fucking chuck all that out the window and watch the film by his fucking self. Listen. And now he's upset. Listen. <laughs> and now he needs therapy. Listen. I could have never been prepared for... The tragedy, the travesty, the just downright fucking bastardization 
of my childhood. I told you. Never, ever, ever, ever watch that film. Yeah, my it just hurts. It my, just hurts. It's just a lot of therapy for my you. My innocence is destroyed. Yeah. So. Truly. So, anyway, there's our weekly Jurassic World update for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was traumatizing. I had to have a moment. Yeah. Well, I fucking told you to not do that. So, just saying. So who are we talking about today? So today we are going to, um, I wanted to introduce you all, or talk about, I guess, um, our friend. um, So on Instagram, they're called Coffin Hill. On Instagram, it's Coffin X Hill. Um, Everything's spelled the way that it should be. I'm not going to spell things for you because I'm not going to handicap you like Kenny does. Fuck off. Um, I respect you. Fucking bitch. I respect you as the adults that you are. Um, You know how to spell coffin. You know how to spell hill. You just put an X between them and then you go on Instagram and that's where they are. I'm leaving this podcast. (laughs) Um, So Coffin Hill, they do... um, they do YouTube videos that are basically like if you liked the show um, Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid and you liked you liked the whole like scary stories around the campfire type vibe, it's very much that type of vibe. It's like shorter um, scripted scary stories that are released in seasons on YouTube. And it's just very um, – the narration is like very like creepy and like – it's dark, it's spooky, yeah. it's everything that we love. Yes, I I love them. I found them recently, um, and I just, like, binged a bunch of their videos, and, like, it was just, it, it just gives you that, like, really good, mm. wholesome, scary sort of feeling. You know why? Because mm. we're about that life. We fucking are, absolutely. We're about the spooky life. Uh-huh. Stay spooky, always. For sure. Um... So definitely check out Coven Hill. I think they just started um, their second season of stories. Uh, they're on YouTube. So check them out on Instagram and check them out on uh, on YouTube as well. The, the link to their YouTube is on their Instagram. So um, that way you can stay abreast of all of their news. Stay abreast. I did I say abreast. I love that word. I did say abreast, and I have two. Now... Moving on. Really? I just thought it was one big one. Just like one uniboob? A uniboob. That was a thing. That was in, um, oh, it was a Steve Odekirk movie. It was um, Kung Pao, Into the Fist. Oh, I remember that. Great fucking film. That is a great I remember that. Film. Unlike Jurassic World. Sorry. Um, no. It, did I say Steve Odekirk? <laughs> Okay, so Steve Odenkirk is a really fucking talented actor. However, Bob Odekirk is like, I don't fucking know. You know, one of them is one thing. One of them is another thing. I've disappointed anyone who knows anything about American cinema. Steve Odekirk. Bob Odenkirk. Look it up. Just look up Come Cow Into the Fist. I also wanted to talk about this really cool podcast. I'm all fucked up because I did the like shop spotlight first, and I, usually that's not how we do things. Um, we do have a pod light today. Yay, pod light! 
And it is this really amazing show that I am obsessed with now. I recently found them, and I am 100% obsessed. Um, They're called Uncanny County. And it's a little different. It's kind of similar, actually, to Coffin Hill in that it's like stories, like these little shorter um, creepy stories. I think their episodes are like between 30 and 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, So far, they are. I've been binging it like a motherfucker. Um, They're in their second season right now, and it's all these little short, um, creepy, slightly off-kilter stories that take place in this same county, which is called Uncanny County. Um, And so sometimes they kind of uh, overlap a little bit, but just a little. Um, So it's very cool. If you like the vibe of something like Twilight Zone, you would really love this. Only it's in podcast form, so it's like Twilight Zone 2018. Sweet. I like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. It's very very much like that. It gives me that kind of vibe, but like a refreshed sort of Twilight Zone. And it's creepy. I love – one of my favorite types of horror is just like slight – like where something – is uncanny where it's like slightly off right like what we were talking about today like when you had your mental breakdown because you thought that i had been replaced by a a non-kenny i think that's how you know you've been listening to too much uncanny county because like i swear so kenny we got really excited because they put out the halloween candy at the giant yes they did and so kenny bought this thing of um this package of Dove. Chocolate pumpkins. Dove, Dove chocolate, chocolate pumpkins, pumpkins. Right? Yeah. Delicious. He brought them home and he was like standing at the counter and he had them sitting on the counter. And I remember very clearly the front of the package was not obscured at all from my vision. I remember reading very, care- very clearly dark chocolate. And I was like, this motherfucker done got dark chocolate fucking pumpkins. I don't have anything against dark chocolate, but dark chocolate's what I eat when I'm trying to be healthy. And let's be honest. Not trying to be healthy right now <laughs> for the that? past couple of fucking weeks. So, as we look over at my bar and the two boxes of pizza so and the uh, chocolate brownie remains of our yeah health. Um. Anyway, so I was like, I remember being distinctly like disappointed because I thought he had gotten dark chocolate, and I was super bummed. But then, like two minutes later, I looked back over. And it's clearly said milk chocolate. And I was so fucking shook. And I swear that I've fallen through some sort of weird time portal or something. Like I'm in an alternate reality. It's not going well. I mean, so far it's going well, but I just know that Kenny's face is about to just fucking rip open like venom from Spider-Man and just consume me. Yeah, I then, uh, I proceeded to indulge this, this fantasy and spit out my chocolate and said... I think I want to go for a run. <gasps> Which is when I knew that I was just fucked. Like She literally was, like fell here. back uh, almost. She knocked down every magnet on my fridge, pulled out a knife. She pulled a knife out on me. I mean, me. you have to be prepared. If this is where right, we are. All right, so now you're sounding like the lady continuing. from the last podcast. You're sounding like Catherine Knight, okay? She had to be prepared too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it you makes You literally sense pulled now. out a knife on me. You Of course I fucking did. You said that you were going for a run. Expect that reaction. You should know. run to the door to get the pizza. Uh, <laughs> that's about yeah, it. True. For real. So I think that's it for my housekeeping this episode. 
I talked about Uncanny County. Go see them. I talked about Coffin Hill. Go watch their stuff too. Mm-hmm. Did I say? Did I tell them to go see a podcast? God oh. damn it! Go listen to it now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, finish listening. They gotta to stay here. They gotta stay and finish this episode. Yeah, finish this trash, and then go listen to that like beautifully scripted, like polished piece. <laughs> <laughs> Polished that isn't piece. filled with like cursing like it's sailor. Yeah. But that's just us. And that's yeah. why you're here. That's why you love us. That's why we love you. It's we all do. good. Deeply. Truly, madly, deeply. Like Savage Garden status. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, a number of candles lit here. And it kind of is giving me a little like, I feel like we want to tell some creepy urban legends Mm. i love a good urban legend me too i so i was the kid in grade school who i've always had a very 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 overactive imagination really you don't say yes always um but as a kid i didn't really know how to control that and i didn't know that like i hadn't discovered that like the stuff that, like, you make up in your head that is so scary, you can also just make shit up in your head to, like, control those sorts of things. You know what I mean? Like, chaos magic. Look into it if you don't know what it is. So before I realized that I was master of my dominion, I used to be very, very scared when people would tell, like, scary stories at school or urban legends or anything like that. Like, it would fuck me up. And so I would go home and I would be like, awake all night and I remember my mom would get so fucking mad at me like one night she I woke her up like three different times because I was just so scared to sleep in my room and she literally like the third time she came into my room and she was like you don't have to be fucking afraid of anything that the kids at school tell you about because I am fucking scarier than any of that shit and in that moment she totally was with like bloodshot eyes and just like fucking hair going everywhere I am the only thing you should be afraid of she was just so fucking 110% what is it about mothers that's like me and my mother like my mother i love her to death but like there is nothing that strikes more fear in me than like my mother when she is angry fuck at me yeah i think they can transform to like demon creatures like it's just my mother has a tendency to show teeth bare her teeth (laughs) yeah right and it freaks the fuck out of me hell yeah but you know that's my future. I, I, I'm just, I, I'm slowly turning into my mother, so that'll be fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Did you ever, so did you ever play Bloody Mary? I did. As a, as a, I as did. a wee lass. Um, I, I don't know if I ever successfully did Bloody Mary. I know I did Beetlejuice because I kind of had a thing for Beetlejuice. Wait, was Beetlejuice a, I don't think Beetlejuice was an urban legend. I don't, I don't think, so I don't think it was an urban legend, but I know that like as a kid, because the movie was big, like people would do that thing where you have to say his name three times. Uh, and I know that like, I would not fuck with Bloody Mary cause that bitch sounds scary, but I would fuck with Beetlejuice. We can hang. It's fine. True. I, I, you know. I've, true. True. I did it I've one time. guys like Beetlejuice actually, actually. In elementary school. Did you really? Yeah. I did it one time in elementary school uh, in the bathroom of the gymnasium. Shit. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So Just bring it down on the whole fucking It was before. Um, yeah, man. It was before the 
um, it was before class, and it was where we all had to like wait around in the gym in the gymnasium before uh, before the bell rang to get to class. So it was me, and it was you know some other dipshit kids uh, that I really didn't like, and probably picked on me, which is probably why they told me to go to the bathroom and do Bloody Mary. But fucking jokes on them, because I came back as Bloody Mary. Shit. No. <laughs> you came back and I was with you, dressed that, as uh, fucking Bloody Mary. Missed opportunities. That's our origin story. Missed opportunities. Yeah. So I went into the bathroom, um, shut off all the lights, and I said, you know, Bloody Mary. That's what, because you have to say it, what, three times? Three times, yeah. And, like, don't you have to turn around while you say it? I or, thought you or turn you around to, after. Or look in the mirror. There's yeah. like something to do with a mirror. You turn it around. I don't know. I did it. You do it. the hokey pokey and you and sing. You and do the hokey do pokey the hokey and you pokey turn yourself and you turn about. yourself inside out. No, no, <laughs> no, not uh uh-uh. uh different version. Um, and I and I'm still alive today. Bloody Mary didn't get me, but she's like waiting in the fucking corner. She's here now, probably. When you leave, and I go to blow out all of these candles, and I go to the bathroom to take my, yeah, um, (laughs) too much, Um, and I'm sure she'll be there. God damn it. Yeah, right? She's going to be like, I've been waiting on that ass 15 years, bitch. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. Oh, um, and then... I don't know if you could technically consider this an urban legend, but uh, I also used to believe that the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles lived in the sewer by my house. Yeah. So I used to go to the sewer drain. Yeah, I used to go to the sewer drain and stand at the sewer drain and just shout for the Ninja Turtles. Jesus, God. And everybody was was like... We what think is, like, we think is, he's got some issues that he's working through. I'm just standing at the storm drain like, motherfucker, I could have been talking to it for all my fucking mother Jesus. knew. But she was just like, he's fine. Honey, no. Everybody, where are we from? They probably were like, well, we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> and he is just a special little boy. And God bless him for that and keep him and just bless his heart, honey. Bless his heart. Just keep him close under your wing, Lord. Meanwhile, <laughs> you're just like communing with Pennywise. like <laughs> For real. I mean, that's what happened. I think that's what happened. I think what happened, what went wrong... <laughs> Um, is some uh, sewer, the spirit of some sewer witch <laughs> came up and went into my body and then, oh, well, I, maybe that was also you. I mean, <laughs> sewer witch, swamp witch, come on. That's what happened. Let's be honest. Maybe. And I've been fabulous ever since. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite... I remember when I was told this urban legend because it was uh, it was way late. So it was after elementary school, after middle school. I was like embarrassingly old at this point. It may have been middle school, but it was like late in middle school um, when I heard this story. 
and it scared the fucking shit out of me. And for like weeks afterward, I would think about this shit. And I think it was, it like it was, I was too old to be scared. But again, I have a fucking crazy imagination. So everybody's probably already heard this one. Um, but I wanted to share it with you guys because it's my favorite. Okay. You may or may not know this one. I don't know if I've told you this story. You've probably okay. heard it somewhere else. Um, so these two girls um, were roommates in college. And they got along really well, but they were really different. One of them was really studious, and she liked to kind of, like, stay in and work on her homework, and she wanted to get straight A's and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the other one was kind of a party girl. Um, so they were preparing for their midterms. They have been studying all week, and the particularly studious roommate wanted to stay in that Friday night and study some more because the test was going to be like Monday or whatever. And because she was studious. Fuck yeah. She wanted to stay in. Now, very similar to me in college, except I wasn't fucking studying. I was just staying in because I didn't fucking want to like dress in clothes and go to places. I I remember that period. And drink watered down beer. I would rather stay at my PJs, no pants, and drink and do that very weird, strong and beer. do that like and do that weird stint on YouTube that you did for a minute. I remember that. Oh my god, that was great. That was just for you. YouTube. <laughs> no, but that was for you. You were in a dark place, and I was like, it was I not me. That him. was you. You were trying to vlog before vlogging oh, was a thing. I thought you were talking about Miss Michelle. Well, that too. Because Miss Michelle was 100% for you. Yeah, Miss Michelle was 100%. I was for me. trying to reach into that darkness and grab you back out, baby. And it worked. For those of you who may not be aware, I go to dark places quite often. Uh, there was a Miss Michelle dark place. There was a Ugly Betty. You dark remember place. Ugly Betty? Yes, I was gonna say. Yeah, we've mentioned uh, that. The before Ugly Betty on the dark podcast. place was um, also the same as the Chihuahua, right? Yeah, the Chihuahua incident. I think the Chihuahua led into that. Nobody on this podcast knows anything about the Chihuahua. Anyway. That's true. Kenny, Kenny hates Chihuahuas. I don't hate chihuahuas. I you just do. Think that they are. You don't like them. You I think that they up. are demon rodents. Exactly. But I don't hate them. Okay. Sure. So back to our back to our story. So you have this nerd who's trying to <laughs> stay in and study on a Friday night, and then you have this cool girl who's cool trying girl. to go to a hey, frat party. I'm Hello. Trying, I'm trying to go to the frat party. Where's the toga? <laughs> you just gotta. Where's right? the toga? Right? So, regardless, um, she, uh, party girl is like trying to get nerd girl to go out and they're like, whatever, having that conversation. And unfortunately, she's not able to get nerd girl to go out. Nerd girl stays in, wants to work on her homework, wants to get straight A's. She's going to be a fucking doctor. You know what? You know where Party Girl's going to be? Working at the Party City. <laughs> go back to Party City where you belong. <laughs> so uh, Party Girl goes out um, and the nerd girl agrees to leave the door unlocked so that Party Girl doesn't have to bring her keys because last time she fucking probably lost them or some bullshit like that. So. Yeah. Um, Party girl goes out. She meets a super hot guy. They're like dancing or whatever it is that young people do at parties. Probably not fucking dance because everybody's too uptight and in their phones. 
Um, she meets a super hot guy. She decides to spend the night with him. So the next morning, um, she heads back. Or I'm sorry, no. She she decides to spend the night with him, but she doesn't like have clothes or whatever. And for some fucking reason, that's important. Like as an adult, I look back at the story and I'm like, this is ridiculous because I'm fucking yeah. not worried about clothes at all. If I've met some hot dude at some party that I'm spending the night with, for real. Am I worried about clothes? Last fucking thing I'm worried about. I'm just worried about getting these off for the next like 24 hours. Anyway, like I fucking ever go to parties or meet men. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Same. Um, <laughs> I don't fucking do that. I don't I don't like men at parties as a rule. I never did that. Like men at parties I mean, listen, are unattractive Unless it's a fucking bomb ass Halloween party. <laughs> Hell I'm not yeah. about it. All right. I do that. And and let's be honest. That's only the parties that we throw. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, so anyway, um, party girl meets this guy and decides that she's going to spend the night with him, but it's really important that she has her fucking pajamas. So around 2 a.m., she sneaks back into her dorm room. Her nerd friend is already asleep for the night, and she sneaks in, grabs some clothes, and sneaks back out um, and is able to do so without waking up her roommate, which is awesome because she doesn't want to get the fucking talk about how she shouldn't be sleeping with random dudes at frat parties, I guess. So the next morning... um, She's walking home, very relaxed from her evening with frat boy. Um, she's heading home. She's like, fuck, I need to, like, study for this fucking exam, seeing as how I've wasted my life for the past 12 hours. Um, however, when she gets to her dorm room, it's, like, taped off. And she can't, like, get in. And there's all these cop cars, right? So she's really confused. And she... Like, goes up to one of the cops and is like, like, what's happening? Like, this is my dorm room. And they're like, oh, oh, no, honey. And it turns out. <laughs> what gay cop was that? Oh, <laughs> oh, no, honey. Oh, no, honey. Oh, no, honey. So it turns out that uh, her nerdy friend had been murdered. And on the wall above her bed, written in her blood, were the words, Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the light? Oh, uh, that's, um, that's some creepy shit. I don't like that. I don't like that. Why did she get murdered, though? Who murdered because she her? left the door unlocked for her fucking but party why? friend. But why? I guess some fucking crazy motherfucker just came in and sliced and diced. Could you imagine? And then took the time to spell that out on the wall. But you know what though? If that was you, your dumbass would like turn on the light, com- still completely Fucking miss it. Fucking loud as hell. But <laughs> hey, still, girl. but still completely miss it. <laughs> Fucking turn it on and then turn it back hey, off girl. and leave. <laughs> Fucking bump into the killer, like fucking sl- slinging my stuff all around. <laughs> Snuggle up to her dead body and be like, girl, I met this guy. Uh, Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) Like, I'm covered in blood at that point. (laughs) All right, you're asleep. (laughs) You can keep pretending. Sure. You stumble out and you're like, fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Now, that that was pretty creepy. I have, I think I've heard that one. Um, Yeah. I think what gets me about that one is that she came so close 
like she wasn't murdered and that's scarier to me i don't know it's scarier to me that she was like in the presence of this like psychopath or whatever right well i think that just goes back to that like fear of what's in the dark yeah you know what i mean and like you never really know so and i think i may have discussed this on an earlier episode but it's like when you're in the dark and you see something that kind of looks humanoid Mm -hmm. like in the corner and you're like do I remain ignorant and stay in the dark <laughs> Just or do I and not look or do I turn on the light and take the risk of it either being a coat rack or, you know, death waiting for you <laughs> or some horrible fucking beast creature. Right. So I think that just goes back to that, fe- that like sort of innate fear of the darkness. But if we go back to what, uh, mother says then we should only be afraid of her and if she's not in if we know where your mother's at you shouldn't be afraid you don't have to be afraid that that simple like thought freed me from a lot of fear I mean, I'm in my saying. life cuz there's not much that's fucking scarier than my mother in this world that is true. She a hell of a woman. Except for maybe my mother. <laughs> true. Both of them on the same fucking team. Jesus, God. Girl. Mm-mm. Nah. So, so that one was your favorite. That's your yes. favorite urban legend. Yes. So I also have a favorite. Okay. What's your favorite? Uh, and my favorite actually takes place not too far from here. Mm-hmm. In Fairfax. Oh, yes, the Fairfax. I've spent a lot of time there. This... I know Fairfax well. I actually don't, but I have spent a lot of time there. <laughs> it's a Fairfax. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite has always been the legend of the bunny man. Oh, yeah. Echo in the bunny man. The bunny man. Yeah. So, our story takes place in 1903 in the small town of Clifton, Virginia. Okay. Located within our neighboring I've Fairfax I've been there. It's adorable. County. They have mm-hmm. an ice cream um, store that's run out of the mayor's house. Awesome. It's really cute. Sorry, so, that wasn't the aesthetic that we're going for, no! but it really is a cute town. God damn it, Katie. <laughs> I'm fucking really sorry about that, but it's cute. So, now, in 1903, Fairfax County was really beginning to bo- to boom. So, you know, it had been about 38 years after the Civil War, so people were beginning to look at this mostly uninhabited area as a place to settle down, build a community. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. So now with communities comes families. And while the area itself was very uh, desirable and rich with land, nobody wanted little Sally and Billy to be playing next to the asylum which had been built prior to this migration of soon-to-be White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Yeah, <laughs> that'll do it. The old asylum will bring down your property value every it time. Really I'm telling will. you, it really will. It's tough. So 
The people of the community rallied together to get the asylum shut down, and they eventually won. So, in the fall of 1903, the patients were scheduled to load a bus to nearby Lorton Prison. Which, apparently... I've they... also been there. There's a burger shop there. <laughs> Just letting you know. I think it's funny that they... out with food. That they were not... Con- that they were very concerned with the asylum, but not concerned with the prison. Which was I mean, also nearby. Like, I mean, I guess if you got a pig, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so the patients would remain at Lorton Prison until they could be replaced. So the patients were loaded onto the bus, which then took off for Lorton. Unfortunately, for some unknown reason, the bus made a jarring swerve on the road, which caused it to tumble and crash. The patients escaped. That's never good. No. Over the next few days, a search party took place to capture the escaped patients. But not everyone was found. Two people were missing. Marcus Walster and Douglas Griffin. Over the next few months, police continued to search for the missing patients. Was Douglas like Stewie's brother? Who? I'm sorry. I can't. No, Griffin. G-R-I-F-O-N. Oh, Griffon. 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 I thought we were a family guy in it. <laughs> Douglas Griffon. <laughs> no. Wait. Douglas Griffon. Griffon. What if it Griffon. was like... Griffon. What if it was like a French N? You're ruining Griffon. my fucking aesthetic. Griffon. Anyway. During their search... They'd often find the decaying carcasses of rabbits littering the forest. Then, one day, they found Marcus Walster hanging from a bridge near Fairfax Station, gutted like a fish with a note that read, You'll never catch the bunny man. People assume, because they never found Douglas Griffon, Griffon. that he was the bunny man. And several years later, a bunch of students were hanging out under this bridge. Uh, as on they'll Halloween, do. Uh, on Halloween night, as, as they'll do. And the students were found the next morning, all strung up in the same manner, gutted like a fish, with a note that read, You'll never catch the bunny man. So, it's very creepy. Now, this actually has a bit of truth to it. Hmm. As most urban legends do, right. I found. Most urban legends have what what they call a genesis event. So okay, terminology. All yeah, right. she came prepared okay. tonight. She did. She came prepared tonight. All right. Uh, yes. So a Genesis event on October eighteenth, nineteen seventy, the Washington Post reported that Air Force Academy cadet Robert Bennett and his fiance were sitting in a car on the 5400 block of Guinea Road in Fairfax around midnight near Bennett's uncle's house when, quote, a man dressed in a white suit with long bunny ears appeared. 
He yelled at the couple that they were on private property and he had their tag number. Then he threw a wood-handled hatchet through the front car window. Oh, well, (laughs) no, that's not going to work for me. Luckily, neither (laughs) neither of them was hurt. But two weeks later, the bunny man showed up again about a block away from his original sighting. And this is all true, by the way. Like, this is this part, not urban legend. It's actual, like, police report. Like, documented like facts, and documented. newspapers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so he showed up again about a block away from his original sighting. Uh, according to an October 31st Washington Post article, private security guard Paul Phillips spotted the man-beast on the front porch of a new but unoccupied house. He was holding an axe. Which, I'm sorry, if I saw a man in a bunny suit holding an axe on my front porch, not answering it. Not going to. Not home. No, not home. It's fine. Not home. I'm going to ignore him like I ignore them people that leave them Chinese uh, menus. Well, (laughs) Well, Paul Phillips decided he wanted to talk to him. So he is quoted as saying, I started talking to him and that's when he started chopping. Taking several swings at a pole on the porch, he threatened Phillips. All you people trespass around here. If you don't get out of here, I'm going to bust you on the head. (laughs) So. This sounds not unlike. Me in a few years. Um, Yeah, I was trying to find a way to break that like really softly. But it sounds not unlike like a you in a world where I've passed on. And you you don't have much to occupy, yeah? Yeah. So. But you do have a bunny suit. Yeah. So. so there was a guy who works uh, near Fairfax County. I think he works for, like, as a historian or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he is the one who really dug into all of this because he kept getting questions about Bunny Man Bridge um, and wanting to know, like, what the true story was. So mm-hmm. he kept, his thing was that he was tired of saying that we don't know. So yeah. he's the one who researched um, all of this. And he found the police investigation reports that confirmed um, that the Fairfax County Police did look for a male in his late teens or early 20s dressed as a bunny. Um but the police were unable to turn up anything conclusive. Um, and the case was then deemed inactive. Um, he was also able to track down the still married couple that had the hatchet thrown at them. And while they didn't particularly. I'm glad they were still together. Yeah. You know what still I mean? Married. Like, I'm glad the hatchet throwing, you know, you get through that and that's like. For real. We're going to be fine. So while they didn't particularly want to talk about the. 45-year-old incident. Jesus. They did confirm it happened. They shared vivid details uh, and said that um, their aunt, who helped them after the incident, uh, said that she remembered very clearly combing glass from the shattered window out of uh, this girl's hair. So, um, yeah. Wow. So there's some truth to that, which so is, they, like, still fucking creepy. No. They think, so, um, uh-uh. from my research, no, they I thought think, we were leading towards no. Bill, and then they found him, no. and then it's fine. Mm-mm, they never found him. 
Uh, some people actually think that there there was a um, there was someone who there was an old he was described as a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> I I who, understand. Oh, I understand. <laughs> he who owned um, some property and he was very vocal about you know people coming in and like building up around. You know, building up the area. More people come in. I, I assume he just wanted to be alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he died a few years, like, after this. But there's So there's some speculation that that was him. But if they were looking for a man in, like, their late 20s. Yeah, that doesn't sound like. That wouldn't be him. And that person could would maybe still be alive today. <laughs> oh. And they never found him. Because what year was it? Well, the legend takes place in 1903. Yeah, no, but, but the real story. was in the 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, you could definitely still be alive if you were in your 20s. In the yeah, 70s. I know that. But what I'm... I mean, people die all the time. I'm just saying, like, he could still be alive. I, I Well, that's what I was saying as well. And I'm deeply uncomfortable now. So I guess I won't be back to that ice cream shop. <laughs> Fucking, I go there and it's like the bunny man behind the ice cream counter. Yeah, but to people, take my order. Fuck. Have you ever been to that bridge? I'd be like, I give me two it. scoops of strawberry, bitch. Right. <laughs> this ice cream good as hell. Right. See, my thing is, is that we, is that like you would go and there would be some dumb fuck trying to play a joke with uh-huh. a bunny suit. Uh huh. And, and then I'm going to jail because I <laughs> fucking murdered somebody with my hands. And then Katie threw a hatchet. <laughs> I'm and like, then I'm going to jail because somebody else had to get stupid. Right. No. So that to me is really creepy because there's so much truth to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we add, we, you know, we added in, you know, the prison and the asylums and then like the eating of the bunnies. But at the end of the day, there was still a man dressed in a fucking bunny suit throwing hatchets around. Right. Like, and he probably was fucking eating bunnies. I got some relatives. At the end of the day, that shit was real. Yeah. (laughs) The most terrifying parts of it, I think, are real. Yeah. It's interesting that in that one, like, the stuff that's not real is the stuff that's made up to make the things that were actually documented and real make sense. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. But they say, supposedly, um, that if you are caught... uh, under Bunny Man Bridge on Halloween night that you will get the same fate as the people before. Like, you'll end up strung up and gutted. Yeah. I mean, either that or I mean, that's me every night, though, honey. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Either that or a copycat killer's gonna get you. Yeah, true. That would Can't be a perfect that. case for a copycat killer. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I can tell you listen to too many true crime podcasts. Uh, No. I mean, I'm just saying, like, if I was going to, like, pop off and be a crazy person, I would pick somebody cool like that. Did right. I say that out loud? Yes, you on did. On the show? Yeah, cool. you did. You did. I, my fucking eye is having a problem. I got this fucking lash on, and it's, like, stabbing me in the eye. Anyway, I'm sure you wanted to hear that. Um, So I had a couple other little stories that I thought I would share with you. Stories. I kind of didn't, I didn't want to pick, so I love like 
urban legends are so creepy to me, partially because I have such an active imagination, and I know that they're so dumb. Like, they're kind of like creepypastas in that they're like, I mean, they all are kind of a little bit ridiculous, but yeah, um, I just love them so much because they weave creepiness and also absurdity together so well, I think. So I have a couple that I wanted to share. Um, the first one is the 13 Steps to Hell in Washington State. Ooh, 13 Steps to Hell. Sounds like my autobiography. So the 13 Steps of Hell, uh, it's been associated for years with Satanism. It is rumored to uh, include, it's like the cemetery um, called Maltby Cemetery in Washington. And it's rumored to include a subterranean tomb for this really creepy rich family that could be accessed by 13 steps that led to the family's final resting place. But legend has it that descending the entire staircase led you to glimpse hell itself. Oh, wow. So the cemetery has been around since 1901. Um, The crypt itself has been quote unquote lost to time. But the stairs, which were bulldozed and covered in concrete, um, actually, you can't see them anymore. So there aren't any actual stairs. Um, But that hasn't stopped paranormal investigators from trespassing on the cemetery, um, which actually is private property. So that's illegal for sure. Um, But they are searching for these stairs to unearth them and take a trip down to hell. Down to hell. I'm I'm here for it. Yeah. Um another really cool one was um the the brain invading cockroach. Ooh, no. <laughs> so as a kid I was scarred by that scene in uh in Star Wars where uh I think it's um I think it's I think it's Padme who is sleeping and um she like, she's sleeping, and there's, like, some kind of creepy Star Wars bug that, like, it looks like a centipede, but it, like, comes into her room, and it's going to, like, crawl into her ear, and I, like, I freak the fuck out. I'm now suddenly worried that that is not in any way Star Wars, that that is uh, fucking Indiana Jones. It might be in both, but it's in a lot of movies where bugs, like, will come up to you when you're sleeping and, like, almost crawl into your ear, and that stems from this urban legend. Um... And so the the legend is that, you know, when you're sleeping, bugs can squirm their way into your brain through your ears. There's actually. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Isn't it fucking horrifying? Um, that's completely true. Turns out. Really? Yep. <laughs> um, so I don't know that it's so much urban legend as it is cautionary tale. Apparently, um, there was one case of an Indian woman whose name was Selfie. Um, selfie. There's a V there. It's like selfie. 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 Yeah, selfie. I think that's cute, right? Um, so selfie unfortunately had a very not cute experience. Um, she had an insect in her head, Mm-mm. and it wasn't just any insect. Can we guess what insect might be the most horrifying? It was a cockroach. cockroach. Yeah, it was a cockroach. 
a cockroach just straight up like went into her head. So she was sleeping um, and she said she felt a tingling, crawling sensation in her nose. And she just thought that she was getting a cold. But she said then it felt like her eyes were burning. And then she went to like four different doctors to try to figure out what the problem was. Finally, they determined that a fully grown cockroach had taken up residence in the base of her skull. Between her Mm -hmm. brain and her eyes. No. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Did you ever see that movie, uh, what was it called, Bug, with, um, oh, God, what was her name? Mm -hmm. Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. Mm. Ashley Judd. Yeah. What, what, uh, What happened? I can't remember it specifically, but I remember she, like, goes crazy, and she's living inside of this, like, hotel room, and I, she starts thinking that, like, bugs or, like, uh, are starting like to eat movie? at her. Kind of. It's kind of like a thriller. Uh-huh. And she starts uh, thinking that, like, bugs and stuff are, like, eating away at her. And you eventually, like, she goes so crazy that when she's discovered, like, she has tinfoiled the entire motel room Mm. and has, like, clawed away at her flesh because she thinks that there are bugs inside of her. Mm. So that's what that reminds me of. Also reminds me of the mummy with the scarab. Yeah. Hopefully that's not gonna be our listeners after listening to this episode um because this 100 percent did happen it was documented um this cockroach that was in between the base of this woman's skull um in between her eyes uh he wasn't going anywhere but the doctors were actually able to get it out with a 45 minute operation um where they used like section devices and they used forceps i'm guessing going up her nose so that's great um, it was in there for 12 hours Ugh. and it was alive when they got it out. Both the cockroach and the woman were completely fine. But they said if the cockroach had stayed <laughs> and the in cockroach there, cockroach was fine, right? The cockroach was totally fine. They said if he had stayed in there for a couple more hours, he m- could have died. And then it would have caused an infection that could have potentially spread your brain and killed her. But like the cockroach was like totally fine. Ugh. <sighs> No, 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 no. There's actually a video of it, um, of them removing it that's available online. Yeah, I don't recommend that you watch it, but uh, there's video evidence. Um, But also, um, there was a similar case in 1994 in America where a cockroach burrowed into a grad student's ear. Mm -mm. Yeah. So, you know, wear earmuffs when you sleep for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> Though, ma'am, not about it. Yeah, I don't like that one. No elements to that that I, that I like. <laughs> 100% do not like. Mm-mm. So the last one that I have that I thought was really interesting, that I've always thought was interesting, is uh, the trick-or-treat murder. <gasps> I don't know that, but I like the name of it. Right. So I'd always kind of heard some sort of iteration of this. Basically, the um, the urban legend version of it is that 
you know, some crazy person dresses up as a trick-or-treater and then, you know, they ring your doorbell on Halloween and you get your candy bucket out and you open the door and then they fucking murder you, right? Yeah. Actually happened. Oh, shit. (laughs) On October 31st of 1957, um, Goldine Pizer put on gloves, makeup, and a Halloween mask, and then walked up to Peter Fabiano's door with her candy bag. It was late, around 11.30, but Fabiano answered the door. You and I would fucking do that, because we'd be like, let's get this last trick-or-treater in. Honey, she's running behind. We got to get her in. We got to get her some candy. We got to spread some Halloween cheer. Do you know that would be it? Because I'm like, nope, nope. I will get this last Absolutely, We'd be like, let's get this straggler. Oh, yay. Fuck it. Um, so Fabiano opens the door. Pizer raises her bag, which contained a gun, and shot him dead through the bag. Fuck. Yeah. So apparently this is like where it gets a little weird. Um Pizer, who was a killer, had never met Fabiano before she killed him. Apparently, um, apparently, Fabiano's wife, Betty, had developed a really close relationship with this woman named Joan Rabel, and it was so close that it threatened their marriage. Um, and Betty eventually broke it off and returned to Peter Fabiano, and then an angry Joan convinced her friend Goldine to murder her rival by convincing Peter that, um, or by convincing her that Peter was super evil. So do we get it? It's kind of like a love triangle. It's like this weird thing. So Peter, Peter's wife had gotten really close with this lady named Joan and then that threatened their marriage. And so then Betty broke it off with Joan and Joan was like enraged enough to convince this other girl to, or a woman to murder Peter. Mm. Super weird. Yeah. That's like some fucking Glenn Close level craziness. It really is. <laughs> just, it just... I feel like she would be played as, like, I feel like Glenn Close would play her in the movie. Yeah. Mm-mm. That Joan lady. You know the one that always really sort of gets me and is pretty popular is that... Um, uh, like where there's like it's the babysitter mm-hmm. and she keeps getting called like obscene phone calls mm-hmm. and then she calls the you know or like she calls the police and they like yeah. tap her phone or whatever and they're uh-huh. like ma'am the call the is house. being called is, yeah. is is in the house yeah what the fuck like I get chills just from like now, thinking about that I am um curious as to, like, that's a little bit of a chicken and the egg scenario, like a witch came first, because that actually happens in the plot of the 1978, I believe it was 78, please don't kill me, I think it's 1978 movie Black Christmas. Like, that exact thing happens in that movie. Yeah. The whole thing. We have seen phone movies. calls. Um, but and I'm wondering I, if, like, that one's so early that, like, that kind of feeds into that urban legend yeah there's some and there's some truth to it too um there was a case in 2014 i believe um well so i guess it would be like a i guess this person would have been inspired by it i'm sure but um Mm -hmm. 
where it was a girl and she was receiving like obscene like text messages from some random number mm. and she just blew it off as like a prank Mm-mm. and um and then he finally texted her and was like you know i'm in your house uh and come to find out he was literally under her bed <gasps> oh my uh-uh he no. was under her bed no no, texting no. her the whole time fuck that she... no bitch i don't need this house i don't fucking need this house i'm blow it up <laughs> she she got out she was fine oh my god how though she somehow she <sighs> saw him under the bed <gasps> And like darted Ooh. the fuck, like she got the fuck out of Dodge Ooh. and was like, I'm nope. Like she got out, but he was he was under her fucking bed. What was, the, that was do we know? Do we know like the history on that guy? Like what he fucking no, was? No, I don't. Mm-mm. Here's I the thing: if you're trying to woo a girl, if you're trying to sext her or whatever you young people do, don't break into her house and get under her fucking bed and text her. That's not the way. That is not the way. Listen nope. to me, baby. Which mother trying to tell you that is not the way, baby. It is not. Take her out to fucking nice ass local color coffee shop. Uh-huh. Wine and dine her. Buy her a book. Maybe oh. even send her some fucking flowers. Whatever you want to do. Whatever your speed is, girl. But don't. Don't hide under her fucking bed and text her. Speaking of local, you know we have that local, like, urban legend back home. Yeah. Of, um, on Berry Hill Road. Yeah. Everyone can research this, but this is very close to where we grew up. I've actually never been. Have you ever been? Like, did you ever do that? Because you park your car. Yeah. And your car, like, rolls it's you on put flat it in ground. Neutral you put it. You put it in. You park your car at a certain spot in this location, and I know it's called Berry Hill, but it's flat ground. Because <laughs> if we were parking at the top of a hill and putting it in neutral, and it was rolling backwards, baby, it wouldn't be that impressive. Like <laughs> we were born at night, but not last night. So you park your car in this one particular location, and it's flat ground. And if you put the car in neutral, the car will roll backwards on flat ground. It's actually something um, that is, I, I found actually a couple different places across the U.S. that have that. It's some sort of like weird geo geological event thing that probably somebody a lot smarter than me could tell you a lot about. Um, but there's another one that I think is called Gravity Hill that's similar. Yeah. So It is like Gravity Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty creepy. I think also that with Barry well, Hill, that there are like fingerprints on the back of the car. Well, yeah, there's like yeah. fingerprints that go on on the back of the car, and then they also say that because um, they say that like a lot of like you know supposed satanic shit is supposed to go on mm. down there, and mm-hmm. um, all sorts of creepy shit. So that's a little bit of history from our hometown. A little bit from our corner of the world, but yeah. I think. It is kind of cool how, like, different places have urban legends that are, like, you can tell that things are, like, rooted in the same common origin, but then it's been kind of, like, Berry Hill, like, it's been adjusted for that community. Right. You know? and, it, and, and it has. And it's a, 
it's a natural phenomenon that happens, like where the road appears to be flat but is not actually flat. Yeah. It's so, something one day we will be smart enough to explain. What right, that do. but there are numerous locations of like so different places have their own like gravity hills, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. But one just happens to be located next to us, yeah, and where we grew up. We so. also got a Starbucks a couple years ago. And a Target. Not not bragging, just, you know. Just saying. saying. So. Anyhow. Yeah, the one thing that really fascinates me is, I don't know, it's like this, it's almost like old school storytelling, which we I've mentioned before, like I feel like we have lost a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. sitting around a campfire, mm-hmm. telling like just a, just telling scary stories. Like it's something mm-hmm. that you used to do um, when you were a kid, or at least I did. Yeah. Um, even if it's not around a campfire, but like with a flashlight mm-hmm. or uh, you know, or candles, or candles, like or, we do here. You know, and even like going back to "Are You Afraid of the Dark." Mm-hmm. Uh, Unsolved Mysteries, like, that was I mean, Unsolved cool Mysteries one. is a little too crimey, but, yeah. Not always. It has that same vibe. Not always, though. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes it was, like, have paranormal, aliens. and, like, it, Unsolved Mysteries was, like, the Paranormal True Crime Podcasts before Paranormal True Crime Podcasts were Fuck a thing. yeah. So, I'm just yeah. saying. Agree. Agree. So, yeah. That's our, that's our episode for you. Urban Legends. Like them. Love them. Tell us we your favorite for you, especially if you have one that's uh, like close to you in yes. your hometown. Yes. Totally send those to us. Uh, post about it on the Facebook group if you are already a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with your life, dude? Right. Um, and also, like, you can shoot us messages on Instagram or our Twitter. Like, we're totally. Um, Completely active on there and love uh, to receive all of your bullshits. Yeah. <laughs> no, we do. Um, email us at thehauntedheartpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's anything that you want to share, email us any story that you think we might be interested in. We like stories about murder. We like stories about cannibalism. We like stories about weird shit that you can't explain. We like stories about the time that you saw your great grandpa as a ghost. Um, anything that you think we might be interested in, send it our way. You can check us out on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. You can check us out on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. If you're still not on our Facebook group, like Kenny said, get your ass up in there. For real. Hello to all the new people in our Facebook group, by the way. You're the best. Yes. And and as always, thank you to our patrons. Absolutely. Um, who support us, help us keep this shit show rolling. <laughs> all I could think of in that moment was like limp biscuits. Rolling, 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 rolling. And now we get to be sued by him. Thank you, Patreon <laughs> supporters, for helping Great. us pay Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Great. Anywho, I think I think that's a wrap. I think it's a wrap. So, ooh, we should we should say our stay spookies and blow out our candle like they did in uh, like they do in um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Okay, we can do that. All right. Well, until next time, guys. Stay spooky.